Yeah. Aren't you excited? Oh, heavens, yes. <laughs> yes, I'm, definitely. I'm a ball of excitement. <clears throat> Is that your excited voice? Yeah. Wow. I'm out of control. I'm impressed. Excited. Out of control, excited. Yeah, I can tell. But I always am. You know, they call me Mr. Positive, Mr. Upbeat. <laughs> okay. You know, when it comes to the glass half full and empty thing, I just feel like we really haven't paid enough attention to how the glass feels about it. <laughs> so, you know, it's just evidence once again of the intrinsic classist society we live in. So, anyway. Yes. Everybody I know is a glassist. A glassist. They're not paying any attention to how the glass feels about half empty and half full. There would be no half empty or half full without the glass. And we don't ever ask the glass if it feels half empty or if it feels half full. (laughs) Never has that question ever been asked. You're right. I am sure you're right. 100%. You know. Yes, we're not taking everything into consideration. I feel like it's time to... Pay attention to the feelings of the glass. So. Thank you. That is okay. my uh, that is my uh, um, speech for the day. Yeah, your, that's your input. Yeah, thank and, you. Uh, thank. <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Okay. Before we get into a little bit of local news, let's talk about our guests coming up. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, we are going to have a couple of people in from Work One, so we can maybe find out a little bit about you know this unemployment rate across the state is just crazy. Um, there are jobs everywhere, uh, you know. So we're going to find out like the balance between getting finding a job and and people to work those jobs, but also. Um, what work one can do for you if you are looking for a job, want to move up in your career, maybe. So they're going to be our guests a little bit later on in the show. But... That would be interesting. Yeah. Because I know a lot of numbers get thrown around. Yeah, and... they're really a numbers group, too. But that's the thing, too. It would be interesting to me to find out what numbers they think are important. Because we all hear the unemployment rate, but I'm sure there's they break that down a lot better for people in that profession to know what is actually happening in the job market. I'd, it'd be interesting to me see which, see which numbers they find um, the most compelling for that, them. That are t- yeah. t- t- tells what's really right. going on. Yeah. Right. Um, in the meantime, though, we'll talk a little bit about local news. Everybody, hold on to your seat. It looks like the city's going to increase both their water and sewer rates. And it'll probably happen yet this year. <laughs> you don't have a toilet flush on there, do you? Mm, no. I'd, I'd tell you what, if you're at the next council meeting, you might, <laughs> I might be... Uh, yeah, they, they might want to yeah, be ducking. Yeah, that's but, for uh, sure. Uh, yeah, so Eric Walsh, who is a partner with Baker Tilly, and Tyler Koffel who actually is from Bremen. This is how he was introduced. He's from Bremen. Don't hold that against him, but his last name should be familiar to you because his younger sister 
uh, is a really good softball player. I remember him. He was a good ball player, too. Uh-huh. Okay. Well. Give, him some, give him some credit. Now, his younger sister is in another realm of ball player, <laughs> but uh, he, he, he should get some props, too. He's well, he's got to be getting some props if he's working for Baker Till. Yeah, I would say. He probably uh, doesn't care about props. He's, he's propped all the way to the bank. And at so, this part, yeah. he is a senior consultant yeah, with Baker and Tilly. Yeah. Very good. So I'm sure those are good enough props for him. Yes. <laughs> um, the last rate adjustments that the city looked at were after Bay Valley and Del Monte left the city. That was in 2017. And at that point, they started a, a three-year phase-in of sewer rate increases. So we had one in 17, one in 18, and the final one came in 19. And there was a single water rate increase. And Walsh says it's been about five years, and so they felt that it was time to look at it again. And actually, they do this projecting for the city about revenue and expenses and all of that. And they have been, surprisingly to them, so close and accurate with what they projected out for both water and sewer this year. I mean, it's just crazy. The only issue that they they fell short on um, was the capital improvement projects. And so on the sewer side of things, uh, Donnie Davidson, typically the capital improvement projects had been running around $322,000. That has jumped up to uh, $550,000. So that that's why... They're looking at a rate increase. There are some major projects coming along, and they're going to need more money to do those projects. And so here we go. So the proposal is um, an increase in sewer rates for two years. So we get an increase this year, and we'll get an increase next year. Um, and that would be about a dollar fifty to the average residential user each time. So over the two years, it would be uh, four dollars every month that you're going to increase. No, three dollars every month that you're going to increase. Um, and when they talk about the average, the state actually calls the average residential uh, customer they use about four thousand four thousand gallons of water a day a, a a pay period walsh says that is probably a three-member household so for those of you who have a few more li- members living there you're probably going to see a higher increase um Koffel said that the statewide average for utility for sewer utilities is 36 dollars and 65 cents a month right now and with this increase Plymouth would be at $31.85, so they're still under, well under the state average. So okay, yeah. that, that's a good piece of it, but it's it's coming. Um, in the water bills, they are proposing a 10 to 15% increase. And what they actually put on the table was a 5% increase this year, a 4% increase next year in 23 and another four percent increase in 24 and there too it it all boils down to the capital costs uh which have increased 
Typically, on the water side of things, they were spending about $175,000 a year on capital projects. That has moved up to about $400,000. And so the average impact to a residential customer will be about a dollar per month. And it will be phased in um, over two years. So the first year you'll see a dollar. And the second year it'll go up about another dollar. Um, and so when you look at the whole thing, put it all together, because that's how our bills actually come, all together in one. Um, the average residential customer in Plymouth is paying about $55.80 a month for a 4,000 gallons usage at the end of this when the end of the three years when all these increases come in that $55.80 will increase to $61.77 now there was no action taken at the meeting on Monday evening Eric Walsh said if the council decides they want to move forward it'll take two meetings they'll actually have to do a formal introduction of an ordinance that sets out any increase and then there would be another meeting where they would hold a public hearing prior to adopting um, that ordinance on second and third reading. So let's see. We are in May. They could. They're, oops. Sorry about that. Hey, we're doing a show here. <laughs> um, there could be. I, I mean, in reality, they could introduce that ordinance yet this month. And then have a public hearing next month so i could i would actually anticipate that you could see this if go into effect maybe in july on your july water and sewer bills okay um so we'll see how things go well i'm pretty sure they're gonna have to uh have the uh the debate um over it so yeah sure I, don't, be some, I don't know that there'll be a big debate though you know i'm sure there'll be some comments Come on. Okay, I'm going to challenge folks. Those of you who will go completely ape you-know-what on our Facebook page, go to the council meeting and stay off would the Facebook page. Would you do that? Page. Yeah, would you, you do it on Facebook? Would you do it at the meeting? That's the bottom line. If you really want to be heard, other than just annoying the you-know-what out of everybody... Go and tell the people who can actually do something about it how you feel. Now, try to be civil about it because you don't try on Facebook. But, see what I'm saying? I've never understood that. If you have a problem, why do you go on social media and show how brilliant you are? I'm just saying. Okay. There's nothing anybody that you're talking to can do about it. Go talk to somebody who can actually hear how you right. feel yeah. and actually do something. Facebook isn't going to help you. All you're doing is making the rest of us block whatever you're on because it's just, who cares? I'm not going to do anything about it. Anyway, we have somebody who could solve all these problems on the line right here. If the city won the Hoosier lottery, they wouldn't need a rate increase in the water, right? Yes. So, Jason, what what do you think? Are, are you guys ready to, to help out the city of Plymouth? Well, this is quite the introduction. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like I have joined quite a conversation. Yes, you have. But you know what? If you're a winner with the Hoosier Lottery, it can make your life a lot easier. Yeah. 
Hey, it's good to be with you again. <laughs> good to be with you again. Hey, um, it's been it's been a bit, so I appreciate the uh, you always engaging with us and and talking about the new games and the promotions and and I have to say we have a lot going on and one of those items is May Beneficiary Month, so we have a lot to celebrate. All right, let's talk about May Beneficiary Month. What is that? Well, uh, yeah, you know, we've talked a lot about the give back of the Hoosier Lottery. It's, it's uh, you know, of course, we provide the fun and entertainment through the games. Uh, the, the give back to the state, the contributions to the state, uh, is why the lottery was founded in 1989. Uh, during the month of May, we celebrate Hoosier heroes in a, a variety of ways. It's National Teacher Appreciation Day was back on May 3rd. There's International Firefighters Day. Teacher Appreciation Week, and coming up yet is National Police Week. And with that, you know, we, we celebrate the give back. And, you know, uh, it's an honor to support the Hoosier Heroes in their retirement years. Uh, the Hoosier Lottery uh, has contributed more than $6.7 billion uh, to good causes in Indiana since 1989. And it's all because of the support of players and retailers across the state. That is pretty amazing when you actually sit down and think about it. I, I don't think people, when they're buying that uh, scratch off or, or, you know, posting up for the Powerball or Mega Millions, those kind of things, that they even think about, you know, what happens to the money that they put in and then they don't win. So Yeah, I, I don't. I, I don't think that story is told enough. And, you know, that's one of the reasons we really um, – you know, try to try to um, utilize the month of May to, you know, convey the impact. And, you know, in Marshall County, we have specific numbers as well. Um, you know, $45,000 uh, was contributed to the police and firefighter pensions, and over $200,000 was contributed to the teacher's retirement fund just this past, past fiscal year. Wow. That's fantastic. I like that. Yeah. Um, and and uh, beyond that, vehicle owners uh, in Marshall County have saved <laughs> over uh, $1.5 million uh, in excise tax reductions supported by the lottery surplus fund. I think everybody is happy with that, although yeah. I don't think they actually realize it. That, you know, it, it should put it right on your bill. This is what your bill yep. is. Here is the deduction because of the Hoosier lottery, and this is what you're going to pay. Yep. Just just yep. so it's, they can see it. That's right. So in the meantime, we'll, you know, we we we'll celebrate May May Beneficiary Month, and uh, it's just nice to convey some of those uh, some of the impact. And you know, your listeners can go to HoosierLottery.com backslash giving back. There is a, an interactive county map. Uh, you can go to any any county in the state and see what those contributions are. Very good. Thanks, Jason. So let's talk about the new scratch-off tickets for the month. Yeah, you bet. You bet. Well, we had uh, we have uh, four new tickets. We have uh, a $1 scratch-off, uh, the perfect tens. We have a $5 scratch-off, Black Diamond Dazzler, a $20 scratch-off called Fat Wallet, and a $30 scratch-off called Mega Money. 
Fat Wallet. That's kind of that was that was my nickname back in junior high, <laughs> Fat Wallet. Is that right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Bring, bringing back uh, old memories. Yep, know. sure is. <laughs> the, the fat Wallet. That's an interesting one. Yeah, well, you know. that's right. Yeah. yeah, creative names here. So yeah, the the one dollar scratch off as a top prize up to a one thousand dollars, um, and if you range up to the the thirty dollars scratch off, the top prize is two million dollars. Woohoo! That could be nice. So we also need to talk about the draw games mm-hmm. and what yep. is happening there with the uh, the lovely ones. I, you know, Jason, have you guys ever been able to look and and determine? Do the majority of the people just do the quick pick and let the computer pick it for them, or do they actually take the time to choose the numbers that they want? Um, you know, it, it it varies. It varies. There's a lot of quick pick selections. Uh, uh, when when uh, winners do come in, I have the, the opportunity to engage with some of the winners and, and hear their stories. And, and uh, you know, it, it's a variety. Um, people have their preferences on how they play the game. The quick picks is, uh, is the most uh, efficient uh, way when purchasing tickets. Well, let's let's start on the on the end that we never go to basically let's talk a little bit about cash five for a minute because that's an everyday draw yep 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 the next drawing is of course today $265,500 is the estimated jackpot so the overall odds uh, with all prizes are are 1 in 11 and yep you're correct that's an everyday draw and is that a dollar ticket Uh, yes, it is. Okay, and you, you know, this just the same situation. You pick five numbers, or the machine will pick five numbers for you. Yes, that's right. That's right. Okay. Well, uh, and take... then with with Hoosier Lotto, uh, yeah. Hoosier Lotto, the uh, estimated jackpot has been rising. Uh, it's been raised to an estimated eleven point six million. That's pretty for, high uh, for the Hoosier Lotto. You're right. You're right. And uh, so basically, we're we're at the 55th drawing since the last jackpot was hit. Uh, the, the the most recent Hugelato jackpot win occurred back on October 30th and wow. was worth an estimated five million. So you're right. Uh, when it gets up to 11.6, that is uh, that is uh, quite high. Uh, the that last win occurred in Franklin, Indiana. Uh, the Hugelato jackpot. Uh, was won five times back in 2020, twice in 2021. This would be the first Tujolato jackpot win in 2022. So, again, it's the 55th drawing tonight. Yeah, yeah, it's tonight. Now, this one, um, there's like a a, a second, there's a, a, another opportunity on this ticket. Uh, yes, that's right. So, we have, uh, for a limited time, the Tujolato is a second chance promotion. Players may enter their eligible non-winning Hoosier Lotto tickets through June 6th for a chance to win up to $2,500. So that's a limited time. Okay. Only promotion. Yep. And, you know, we, we talked about the rising jackpot. With the rising jackpot here, you know, we we just remind players, keep play positive, set a limit, keep it fun. Yeah, Exactly. 
it, it, you know, it only takes one ticket to win. Um, you don't have to buy thousands of tickets. Um, it doesn't really increase your odds that much. But with a chance to win on the Hoosier Lotto, the um, odds are better for you th than the two big games. Yep. So the uh, yes, the overall odds for Hoosier Lotto are one in six. And when you look at Mega Millions and Powerball overall odds for, for all prizes, one in twenty-four and one in twenty-five. So let's move up uh, to Powerball because that one also draws tonight. Yep, you bet. So Powerball is at sixty-eight million uh, as the estimated jackpot. Just a couple of weeks ago, it was driving uh, much higher, but that uh, that uh, was won uh, recently. So it resets to 20 million and now it's back up to 68 million for tonight's drawing okay and that one also has um the power play so you can increase your i don't know if you actually you don't increase yeah well, i guess you kind of increase your chances of winning something uh with power play yeah so uh with power play you have the option to add multipliers uh to your ticket uh and then with double play uh, you have the opportunity to enter into a second drawing, which follows the the first Powerball drawing. So there's a there's numerous ways to to play and and build more excitement uh, with your ticket on Powerball. And then finally, we'll move over to Mega Millions, which the next draw for that will be on Friday. I'm yep, not going to next drawing is on Friday. I won't tell them that it's Friday the 13th. So that sounds like an unlucky day to be buying a lottery ticket, <laughs> but. Maybe if you draw, if you buy your ticket before Friday, then the luck will be with you on the thirteenth for the draw. So the uh, the Mega Millions uh, estimated jackpot is up to ninety nine million uh, for Friday. Mm. I, I could go for that. Yep. I, I think <laughs> I think I could get things accomplished with ninety nine million. I'm I'm gonna wait till it goes over a hundred. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and and this yeah. one too also has uh, an opportunity for uh, a little more winning with you uh, for the mega player. Yes, there's uh, there's multiple game options with uh, Mega Millions as well, and and so you know players have the opportunity to uh, tailor their ticket uh, as they wish with with their purchase. Um, so it's um, nice to have options for players. The biggest thing I think people need to think about is, though, if you stick with the Hoosier Lotto or the Cash Five, it, it's a much smaller group of people playing. And so that that makes your odds a lot better because there are less people playing. And I mean, yeah, I mean, you should be able, you know, if somebody gave you two hundred and sixty five thousand five hundred dollars, I don't think you'd turn your nose up to it or say, no, that's not enough. Or on the lotto uh, with tonight's drawing, $11.6 Well, I probably could accomplish some of the things that I want to get done with, you know, $11 million. Those, those are big numbers, aren't they? <laughs> yes, they yeah, really yeah. are. Exactly. Well, I, t I tell you what, we're going to be making a trip uh, – just north of Plymouth this weekend, we're going to uh, South Bend. We're going to uh, a Cubs game. Oh. Uh, ah. We've got Hoosier, Hoosier Lottery Beneficiary Night at uh, Four Winds Field uh, on Saturday. It's also Star Wars Night. 
which, uh, which is popular. Uh, and Hoosier Lottery beneficiary night as well. So we've got the Hoosier Lotto mascot and one of our draw station hosts who will be at the game. We're recognizing some Hoosier Lottery heroes of the game. And, uh, of course, we've got a, uh, a host of promotions that take place all throughout the season, uh, including the, the Powerball home run promotion, the Hoosier Lottery strikeout batter of the game promotion, jackpot toss, a number of in-game promotions where, where fans have, have the opportunity for some Hoosier Lottery coupons or prize packs. So nice to have baseball back. Yeah, it yes, is. And, and nice for Hoosier Lottery to be able to get out and and get to some events happening. You know, that's something that hasn't happened for it, a couple of years. So getting back out it, into the public is a great thing. It sure has been refreshing. Uh, it's nice to nice to engage with people, be on site, um, and just uh, take in, you know, take in the excitement of. What's quickly becoming summer. Hasn't it turned warm very quickly? <laughs> oh, yeah. I actually had to turn the air conditioner on today. I didn't want to because it's only May, but I knew it was going to get hot, and I just like, okay, we're going to have to do it. <laughs> Maybe we can turn it off later, but it, it had to turn it on now. So I, I do want to ask, when you're up there at Four Winds, I mean, is there an opportunity for people to purchase tickets from you guys right there? You know, we won't be on site this time. Uh, okay. With some of the with some of the events that we attend, we do have our Hoosier Lottery uh, uh, trailer and where you can purchase. But unfortunately, we will not have that with us on on Saturday. Okay. Very good. So. Well, we want to yep. thank you for spending yep. time with us this morning and reminding well, everyone to, great to be with you. They need to be responsible when they play. That's that's the number one thing. Play responsibly. And you, you must be 18 to participate 18, in the Hoosier Lottery. 18 or older. That is correct. Yeah, thank you for, I always appreciate you helping to, to drive home those messages. That's uh, responsible gaming is in positive play is what we, um, you know, uh, focus on. And, and so it's always nice to have that uh, reiterated during our, our conversations. Definitely. Appreciate that. Very good. Well, thank you for spending time with us this morning. Uh, we will be talking with you next month. And in the meantime, we're going to be, you know, giving away lottery tickets. We give away lottery tickets a couple of times a week. So people just need to stay tuned and know that the same thing happens with us, Jason, because our lottery ticket, those are big prizes that people just love. And so we have to ask them to play responsible with us and only win every six months so that everybody gets a chance <laughs> very good well uh enjoy enjoy the promotions and uh i know i know your listeners will have a good time with that all right thanks you guys have a great day today all right take care of you too it's great to be with you bye-bye bye-bye okay very good I think it's time to buy some lottery tickets today. Just, <laughs> not a lot. You don't have to go crazy. My, uh, my thing is, and honestly, I mean, I would go in to three different bo- places, buy one ticket at three different places, thinking I'm I'm bettering my odds than buying three tickets in one place. Does that make any sense uh, at all? That Actually, I mean, no. It, yes, that's kind really of does. crazy. But um, I don't know. Logically, that makes sense. I don't know if statistically that makes sense, but. What do I know? It's math. I know nothing <laughs> about it. There you go. Nothing about it. 
all all you know is like if if there's a uh, some money that apps uh, that uh, you know just shows up surprisingly, it'd be like, whoa, I like the lottery. Well, I just I just like money. Um, bottom line, I just yeah, I'm okay with money. Oh, I'm glad. <sighs> yeah. Okay. Let's see. Um, also, want to let people know, going back to a little bit of local news. On Monday, uh, during the Board of Public Works and Safety meeting, Plymouth Fire Chief Steve Hollum told the members that they were able to get the new fire truck under contract before the price increased, which is a good thing because that price increase was going to be $68,000 starting May 1st. So that's going good. Um, that He is looking at an ambulance right now. Uh, it was It's a spec-built ambulance, so it's basically one that they kind of build to a standard and then they take it around and show it to different departments trying to encourage departments to purchase an ambulance through this company and actually the city of Plymouth fire chief Hollum is interested in purchasing that particular ambulance because it'll be ready it'll yeah. be finished and yeah. he doesn't have to wait two years for it sure um, and so he should be getting the proposal for that new ambulance in the next week or two uh, so the Board of Public Works and Safety can look at it and make a decision. Probably somewhere in the three hundred and twenty-five, three hundred to three hundred fifty thousand dollar range, I'll say. Um, he also told members that he had an employee who was on on their vacation, and somehow they hurt their finger very badly, so badly that the they actually had to have surgery on their finger. And then because of what it was or how it was, and I don't know the situation, they actually had to go on FMLA hmm. for a while because they had used up their vacation time and their comp time and all that right. from the city. So they had to go on FMLA, um, and they have made the decision now not to return to the Plymouth Fire Department. So that resignation was accepted, and the fire chief was granted permission to go ahead and start advertising for a new firefighter paramedic for the department. Um, he also introduced the newest full-time firefighter, Darren Miller, Miller um, is going to be our, a, a new full-time driver for the fire department. He, his wife Kelsey, and their two-week-old daughter Kennedy was at the meeting on Monday evening as uh, Darren was sworn in by the city clerk treasurer, um, took his oath of office, and then his wife did his official pinning of the badge onto his uniform. Yeah. So congratulations to him. Congratulations to them. A, a two-week-old baby is... Yeah, that's... Uh... Yes. Well, you know, maybe got a two-week-old baby he's looking forward to being at the fire station three nights a week <laughs> or whatever it is. That might be a time to get it. That might be less stressful. Yeah. Um, because we've all, well, not all of us, but uh, many of us have had two-week-old yes. babies. <laughs> they are a little bit high-maintenance. Yes, they are. Yeah. Um, also, from the county council meeting on Monday, Marshall County Commissioner Kevin Overmeyer and the county attorney appeared before them to let them know that they had a Zoom meeting with Barnes and Thornburg and Baker and Tilly, that is their legal counsel and their financial consultants, um, and they have a, 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 they have advised that with what is happening with interest rates right now, that 
it is not a, the right time to refinance the right. bonds. We missed the window where yeah. we could actually be saving some money. Um, Attorney Clevenger said that uh, if there's any interest from the council in cashing in the bonds or basically paying them off in August, which is the first opportunity the county will have where they can pay the bonds off early, it begins this August. Um, he said there's a, a, a whole process that you have to go through. Uh, Commissioner Overmeyer said uh, he had got been contacted by Regions Bank and they would like to know before July 15th if the county intends to pay off the bonds or continue with their current bond payment because they've got a bunch of paperwork. They would have to get prepared uh, for, you know, paying off those bonds. Right. Um, and then the, the commissioners and the council would have to pass resolutions that said they're going to pay off the bond. They'd also have to notify the DLGF and the Department of Revenue. Uh, Overmeyer said the principal right now on, on the jail bonds is $5,030,000. Um, the county does have this money in the debt reserve fund, and that money was put in there and held this whole time during this bonding issue. So for the last almost 15 years, it's been held in there. In case we couldn't make our bond payment, the revenues fell short and we couldn't make our bond payment, that would be backup money that could be used to pay the bond payment. Well, we've not had to ever use that. We've always been able to make the bond payment with no problem. And so that that extra money can be applied to the bonds. And if they wanted to pay off the bonds in August, then the payoff, instead of being $5,030,000, five will only be 3935844 um, council member Jesse Bohannon said he's got no desire to pay off the bonds early until there's some kind of long-term funding solution in place. Councilman Jim Masterson uh, said that if there was a way to pay the bonds down some, but definitely he cannot see paying them off until there's some, some way that we're going to be able to keep the daily operations at the jail funded because we're using the revenues from those bond payments to actually do that. Um, there was a little back and forth between the two sides um, on, on the council. John Van Vector said, so we went from the fact that you two, meaning Bohannon and Harmon, wanted to pay off way back before the, before the time you came here because you wanted to use the excess funds for roads. Now you don't want to pay off until you find a way to extend the special lit. Is that what I'm hearing? And uh, Bohannon and Harmon both said that they've been wanting to pay on the bonds, but only once the funding source has been found to replace that revenue for, for the jail. And um, they said that they've been talking about this for the last year or two. So um, Mr. Van Vactor said, but you went down to the General Assembly and asked them not to... Um, um, there was a change making the ex excess funds when the bond payment is paid off. The excess funds that are gathered had been initially, those funds would go to the county highway department. And the the council and the commissioners voted that they wanted those funds, once those bonds are paid off, to go to the jail to help with the operations at the jail. 
But Mr. Bohannon and Mr. Harmon went downstate and said he they didn't want it that way. They wanted to keep it for the roads. Um, uh, Councilman Harmon did publicly state, I do not, I don't support paying off the jail bonds without an extension of the rate in some form or another, rather it be 0 0.15, 0 0.2, or 0.25. I've made that very clear. And so, um, you know, there's just a little tension between the two sides um, on this, but it looks like at this point, the jail bond is going to go on. Um, you know, they can, at towards the, later this summer, hopefully meet with the state representative and our uh, state senator to kind of figure out how we want to make the verbiage go uh, when we send it downstate and ask them again to allow us to continue to have a special uh, tax for the jail that would, instead of be paying for the jail bond, it would actually pay for daily expenses at the jail. Uh, when is the bond finally ultimately due if, not, if they um, don't do anything? Let's see, 2027, I believe, is okay. payoff. So there's a little bit of we time. We have a little, yeah, yes, we have okay. some time. Yeah. And and that's the thing. I mean, they're going they're gonna to want to present some kind of, verbiage to the state that they're going to consider next year when they go into session you know at the end of january or whatever when they go into session it'll be a budget that's when the state will consider it the very earliest if it was approved down there the very earliest it could go into effect would be july of 2023 um and it may not go into effect until january 1st of 2024 um, so it still gives us some time. And, and there there is a possibility that's downstate they're going to say, no, you guys have other options. You can implement a new tax instead. So, no, we're not going to do this. So even though our two state representatives downstate, our legislators are, you know, they're willing to support it. That doesn't mean everybody else in the state is going to. So it'll be really yeah. interesting to see what happens there. Yeah. Um, also, um, from the Indiana Department of Education, uh, they announced yesterday 69 schools that are launching a reading and STEM coaching uh, this fall, which um, this has to do with actually um, providing teachers um assistance in instructing students how to read and getting involved in science uh the stem so yeah. it's science technology engineering and math and um the only school in our county that uh, is going to take this additional training is going to be the cover elementary school school so congratulations yeah. to them for stepping up and Wanting to participate and find out what's going on. I think that's yeah. a pretty neat thing. Sure. Pretty cool. Yeah. Um, other than that, I, I got a, I did get a press release from the Hoosier Valley Railroad. Um, it's actually for Memorial Day weekend. If you're looking for something unique to do this Memorial Day, you can take the family for a train excursion. Um, and they are also going to have... Um, a, a variety of soldiers and civilians in historic displays on Saturday, the 28th, at the museum. 
Um, they're going to have reenactors. Re they're going to have camps set up um, and displays with military vehicles provided by the Military Vehicle Preservation Society. So you can take a train ride and kind of check out what old-time living would be like with yeah. and some old-time war stuff, what it would be like. Yeah. So uh, check out the Hoosier Valley um, Railroad and Museum. Yeah. Okay. Bob will appreciate that. Yes, he will. I think I have done enough i believe okay okay all right all right we'll take a first break so you're going to take a break and we have sure. uh, we have something to give away okay it's that time of year again somebody is going to be going to the zoo uh let's see what we got here we got what four tickets four, Three tickets. Ti four tickets and a parking pass yeah so um if you want to go to the zoo. Indianapolis and, Zoo. And who doesn't want to go to the zoo? Oh, yeah. Uh, you, four of you can go free, and your car goes free. So uh, if you are Well, caller, you can't ask for more than that. No. I mean, think about it. All, all you're going to have to pay is for, you know, something to eat or drink if you want, yeah. and, and maybe a souvenir or something. Exactly. And that is going to go to caller number four. Five seven four nine three six four zero nine six, five seven four nine three six four zero nine six. As always, if you or someone in your family's won in the last six weeks, please give somebody else a chance at uh, these and Indianapolis Zoo on the line right now. Are you looking for a new hauler for trash removal? Call Apex Waste. Large or small, we'll take your call. When you choose Apex Waste, there's no long-term contracts, no hidden fees, and no taxes. What we say is what you pay. Apex Waste is a local family-owned company that is dedicated to reliable, friendly service. Call Apex Waste at 574-896-APEX. That's 574-896-2739. Or visit us online at apexwaste.net. The Belmart BP station at the corner of Michigan and Jefferson Streets in downtown Plymouth not only provides BP fuel to keep you moving down the road, but they can also keep you moving throughout the day. Some gas can cause nasty dirt deposits to build up on critical engine parts, dragging your fuel economy down and leading to unexpected trips to the mechanic. All grades of BP gasoline have Invigorator, a cleaning agent that helps defend your engine against dirt to give you more miles to the tank, and that means more easygoing for you. And how about the fuel you put in your own tank? The Belmart BP station has Gatorade Thirst Quencher, two for three fifty, or the new Baya Boost. It's a Wonder Water, a plant-based energy drink, two for four dollars. Check out the Belmart Coffee Bar with hypercaffeinated Jamaica Me Crazy, blueberry muffin, or decaf coffee. Plymouth Belmart BP opens at four a.m. for all you early birds.
Get your cell phone out and dial 574-936-4096 or text 574-307-6647 and be part of the show. Now let's get back to what's your opinion on WTCA in Plymouth, Indiana. And congratulations to Bill. He's headed to the zoo. He and his car and three friends. You know, I just looked up online. If you buy your tickets at the gate for the Indianapolis Zoo, it's $32.75 for adults, $28.75 for children, and $30.70 for seniors. So... You're saving a lot that's of money. A, that's like $100 in tickets, yep. plus it's $10 to park your car. There you go. So that's that's a nice little prize package. Sure there. it is. Yes. Thank you to the Indianapolis Zoo for that. Definitely. We have guests in the studio with us this morning. We have representatives in from Work One right here in Marshall County. And um, Maria Keller is here along with uh, Lorna Shively. And I want to say good morning to you ladies. I'm going to ask you guys, pull your microphones close to you. And don't be afraid to speak into them. So, good morning. It's nice to have you here. Good morning, Kathy. It's nice to be here. So, Lorna, I actually was at the county commissioner's meeting on Monday. So, I got to see you interact with them a little bit about um, questions on unemployment and what's going on. But I think before we get into some numbers and stuff... Can you tell us a little bit about what Work One is, what you actually do uh, for individuals, but also for businesses uh, here in the county? Okay. I would say we are a connector of resources, whether that be people to jobs or whether that be businesses to people. Uh, part of our responsibilities, too, and Maria can speak to that more as a case manager, is we work one-on-one -on -one with individuals that need to either uh, create resumes. We have workshops free, and all of our services are at no cost, so I want to make sure okay. that we understand that from the beginning. But Maria will work one-on-one -on -one with job seekers and try to um, determine what kind of needs they have in terms of maybe receiving some more training or what their targeted employers are and she'll get their story and then she presents that story to me and then I'm basically the public face and legs of the organization. I take that resume and I connect them to resources being the employers that I have relationships with. So you're really helping on both sides uh, of the fence here. You're helping the people who are looking for jobs and you're helping the employers who are looking for the people um, and you're trying to get the right matchup. That's right. Because not, not everybody is is right for every job right um let's talk a little bit about skills then you said you know that somebody may come in they're looking for a job but they don't have the skill sets that are actually necessary to maybe get a better paying job um are do you have connections then with other organizations that may be able to provide them some of those uh training skills so that they can move up Absolutely. We partner a lot with Ivy Tech as one of our providers, service providers. Uh, we also work in partnership with different organizations, even within our own county, the adult ed program with Deb Sherwood. We work with helping people get their HSEs and connecting those folks to her. Uh, we also work with Jen Falke, the CTE director of the North Central Area Vocational Cooperative, and work again with 
determining what training needs are and then depending on what kind of funding we have available, we oftentimes pay for that funding. Uh, we've done a lot of training in terms of CNAs and helping them get established in different uh, nursing homes and whatnot around the county. And we've also spent a lot of money on CDL licensing and getting individuals into driving positions, to name a couple. Now, obviously, a lot of people, you know, I don't know what happened with COVID. Things things just went crazy with COVID. Um, and at that point... You know, a lot of people quit working because of COVID. Um, well, for a while, there was a lot of COVID money floating around. So you could get by if you weren't working. You had extra money coming in. Um, and now that COVID's kind of taken a back seat, um, when we look at the numbers here in Marshall County and actually even in the state of Indiana, the unemployment numbers are really, I mean, amazingly low historically low okay never been this low and and so as where you know where where is it that supposedly this means you know everybody who wants a job has a job where is that number typically the federal the federal department of labor looks at full employment at five percent unemployment rate across the board and right now we as a nation are hovering around 2.3 percent so supposedly everybody's working that can be working almost almost so what has what has how has that happened that you know everywhere you go you drive down michigan street you go into our industrial park everybody's mm -hmm. got a sign out there looking for help is it that we have created so many more jobs or do we just have the same number of jobs but a lot of people are no longer working in those jobs so they're that's what we're trying to fill. I think it's a combination of, of the two, actually. And as I mentioned at the county council meeting on Monday, um, I think we have to take a look at what factors are leading into the situation that we find ourselves in now. Uh, one of those factors is certainly the pandemic accelerated um, the situation. This labor shortage in terms of employees, available employees, has been predicted for decades. But, oh. it, but COVID has actually accelerated it. And one of those things that accelerated it was the fact that schools were closed. So if you had a two-income household, um, someone was staying home with the kids because the schools were closed. So people have learned to manage. Households have learned to manage on one income. So that second income earner is no longer in the labor right. pool. So that's some of it. And then secondly, uh, the other, other thing that's happened is um, – we're seeing smaller family sizes, as I mentioned before. Uh, in the 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, even into the 60s, families were considerably larger. Well, in this day and age, family sizes tend to be somewhat small. So you're not having that pipeline of future job seekers coming into the pipeline because they're just not out there. And then finally, the third factor that we need to consider is the fact that many people were in their late 50s, early 60s, investments from the recession time back in 2008 through 11 if you actually look at investment opportunities they have been pretty lucrative since that timeline so those people in that in the baby boomer age mm -hmm. they actually invested and they've done well with their investments so when things were getting tough about well you have to wear a mask or you have to be vaccinated to keep your job so on it and so is. forth they're saying no thank you we'll just take the money that we've saved and we'll we'll just we'll just stay home 
So that that's some of the other factors we're seeing. Uh, you know, one thing that I, I feel that I have seen, and I don't know if this is true or not, I don't feel like kids are encouraged. I mean, as a as a student, I worked a few a few couple of nights a week down at Penguin Point. Um, you know, as a, a server there, um, I had a car, so it was like my gas money. I had I had to go work to make my own gas money. Um, and I feel like when I go into a lot of fast food establishments, I see senior citizens working in there instead of kids now. So I know you don't typically work with somebody who's under 16 or 18. Oh, but we do. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, but we do. Wow. Yes, we okay. Do. do you want to talk about the JAG program, Maria? I I don't do the JAG program, but, but we work with them a lot. It's typically ages 8 to 24. Um, they're young adults, but we can help them get their high school diploma if they don't have that and other trainings that we can get them into that we help pay for, which, you know, gets them a leg up with just getting that diploma. Let me, let me clarify that acronym because we, we speak in terms of acronyms frequently. JAG stands for America, Jobs for America's Graduates. And it's actually a program for 16 to 24-year-olds. And in some places, Work One actually has staff embedded inside the schools. So they are working oh. with kids particularly that may have barriers to employment. Or they have, it, it could be economically deprived households. It could be the fact that they're teenagers and maybe already parents, but there's some kind of a barrier they're dealing with, and then we really focus our efforts on those kids and trying to make them employable ready. And so mm -hmm. they even have a competition that they go through with, with resume, and um, it could be off-the-cuff speaking, and there's a whole many sectors in their competition that, they, that we help prepare them for. Oh, I so, did not realize that. Yeah. So then are you... Then on the other side of the fence, you work with employers who are willing to take somebody, we'll say, at the age of 16 or 17? Yes. and But what I'm seeing with the employers, typically, especially in a manufacturing sector, their insurance providers <laughs> limit them to hiring mm -hmm. people 18 years of age and older. So uh, we're actually seeing some movement toward maybe 16-year-olds um, and even the fast food places. Uh, some are now hiring at 15, which was pretty common. I, I said at the county council meeting the other night that, hey, at 15, I could go work in town and woo -woo, get off the, the work of the farm. You know, it's a lot easier to work in town than working on that farm. Exactly. So, um, so I feel like parents are, are being more like, oh, it's okay. I want you to just work on your grades, be a kid, have fun. Here's $20, go fill up the car, or here's $40, you know, take a, take a date and go out to get a burger or whatever. Instead of saying, hey, it, you're 16, it's time to get out and go find some, some work for it, so you have your own income. I, I totally agree with that. I think we, the parents, especially our generation, um, being the baby boomer generation, we've created this situation because I think every generation, probably from our grandparents, even our grand and our great grandparents, they they suffered hard times. My right. grandparents went through the depression, and so my dad and his brothers had no option but to work very hard to hang on to what they had. And I've historically held two jobs most of my working career. It's, it's just that work ethic that I was raised with. 
But every generation has wanted their kids to have it a little easier, yes. a little better yeah. than what they had it. And so exactly to your point, Kathy, I'm, kids aren't really prepped to enter the workforce at the ages that we started working because our parents have have enabled us honestly <laughs> yeah and honestly. there's exceptions to every rule i mean there are kids out there that are they're working in fact um we've had clientele inside our jag program that we've had 16 year old kids supporting the household good that's I, I just wanted to get out and work a little bit just just you know one or two nights a week and on the weekend you know or then and sometimes it might just be you only work on the weekends because you're involved in things in school and and I totally get that but I do think it's better to have kids have a little additional responsibility because we know they don't have any responsibility at home like you know doing the dishes taking out the trash or cleaning their bedrooms (laughs) (laughs) those things don't happen anymore it seems like so that's right so you you talked about uh resumes um and you could help someone okay like i have been here at this radio station way too long for a long time (laughs) way way too long um so on my resume i mean i would have penguin point uh, as a teenager and wtca the rest of the time so i feel like my resume would look pretty like well, this is kind of a weird resume why has this woman been at the radio station for 40 years you know and i, I mean i could say well i started as cataloging records then i moved up to cleaning and sweeping the floors and cleaning the toilets and then i moved up to typing and filing and you know all of that so writing a resume i, I you get a little bit of it in high school but if you haven't had to write a resume i've not had to write a resume I, I don't I wouldn't even exactly know where to begin. I'd go out on Facebook or on the internet somewhere and like how to write a resume type situation. But you guys can actually help with that. We we do every day. And we have we have excellent staff that stay really up to date and what what's current and what employers are expecting. Uh, and you know, it's great that you can go out online and there are templates out there that people can use to put a resume together. But what people may not realize is that many employers now use auto scan systems. And so you may find this really cool template on the internet and you may formulate your resume that way. And then an auto scan system will toss it out because maybe the graphics don't fit within their, their scanning. Mm. So you may not even get considered. So no, we do, we have, um, Robin Nelson is our workshop presenter and she covers we're part of a five-county region, let me just say that. We cover St. Joe, Elkhart, Kosciuszko, Fulton, and Marshall. So for myself and Maria, we cover three, what they call the three southern counties of Work 1. So we're Fulton, Kosciuszko, and Marshall counties, respectively. I travel all over the three counties as I need to to meet with employers. Maria splits her time because the Plymouth office is only open Mondays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays here locally. So the other two days of the week, she's either in Rochester or... Warsaw. And so anyway, Robin will present these workshops at Kosciuszko County Library on Fridays. She does them here at Plymouth Library, um, but very in tune. And her calendar changes from week, from month to month, rather. And it's anything to help someone become job ready. If you are an employer and you have staff that needs upskilling or they need some refreshing and even the Microsoft Office Suite, 
uh, Robin can can teach you to up, wow. to you know basically update your skills and those things. And again, all of this is at no cost. Sometimes I think work one is the best or worst kept secret in the county. Yes. Because we're all about what it takes to connect people and resources. Um, you'd be surprised at just kind of what kind of connections we can make, what, even with housing, when people were really struggling and so many were losing their housing following the recession or during the recession time. We, we connected them with resources to maybe even give them some forgiveness that they were allowed to keep their houses. So it's not just about employment. It's really about being a community partner and, and really helping people to, to stay on top of things. So where is the Work One office here in Plymouth? Well, for those of us who are native Plymouth <laughs> residents, we are currently housed in the former Lincoln Junior High building. Oh, okay. Okay, so not the yes. new junior high, but the, the historical junior high building. So the Lincoln Education Center is what it's called now. That's where we're at currently. All right, so that's a new, that you just, within We've, the last year, moved there then. Right, yes. Right. Because you used to be out by Mancino's and all that out there. Oh, we've we've and been eBay. frequent movers. Oh, yes. oh, oh, <laughs> okay. okay, well that's that's cool. So yeah. you're open Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday, eight to four thirty. Okay, and mm -hmm. and does somebody have to make an appointment to come and see you, or do you just walk in the door and show up? You can certainly walk in and show up. However, Maria, you want to tell them what the process is. But when you come, you'll come to either door one or door four, and there's a buzzer, and you'll push it and let them know that you're there for work one and somebody will come down and get you and escort you to our office. And then when you get done, we'll um, take you back. But it's real easy to get in. You, you know, you just tell what door four, door one. Door four has Lincoln facing that way. And door okay. one is the parking lot. Because <laughs> okay. a lot of people get confused when they come in there. But, you know, it's real easy and there's a buzzer off to the side. If you're going into any of the schools, you're used to that. Yes, the buzzer is very, yeah. very familiar for yeah. everybody. So they come in and then they see you, Maria, as a case manager? There's um, two of us in the office. Uh, uh, yeah, we have two of us. They come in that they say, you know, I'm looking for a job or, I've, you know, I'm on unemployment. And they'll fill that out and then we'll say, sit down. We've got some paperwork for you to fill out. You know, like, what are you, jobs are you looking for? What are your interests? Do you need any training? Because we have a lot of training that a lot of it's free, like um, CDL. We had um, CNA. But it kind of constantly changes, but we have that. And then sometimes some of that, we'll even have gas cards to help you get to and from class or, you know, right. stuff like that. And those classes are all free because it's grant money. But, you know, if you just want to come in and you're looking for jobs, we'll sit down with you, help you get that resume together. And, you know, sometimes you need two or three resumes for whatever job you're applying for. A lot of people think, oh, one resume will do it. You need to change that for the specific job that you're applying because then that sticks out and maybe put those keywords in. So we just help you get that resume going together. And she was talking about Robin Nelson. She does do a class on resumes, how to do the resume. You know, you can come in, we'll help you. You can sit on Robin's classes. Um, Robin does an excellent job. I've taken a lot of her classes. But um, even how to interview. We can do mock interviews. If you know, hey, I've interviewed, I'm not getting that job, I need help. Come on in, we'll set up a time. Lorna will do that, or any of us can help, you know, do that mock interview, which gives you a step up from just doing it at home. It, it's kind of interesting because you also said keywords on a resume, and that some of that, you know, an employer is looking for 
specifics and you guys know those words that are enhancements will say on that resume and stand out so that that employer like goes oh oh look at this uh something to notice not just another resume um does every job require a resume i mean i'm just wondering like if i'm going to uh, let's just up just pick hoosier tire and I, I don't even know if you guys work with hoosier tire but if i'm going to hoosier tire there's always a sign out front do i really need to give them a resume or are most employers they're willing to take a chance to get anybody in the door I, I, because i hear these stories like yeah we started six new people this week and after lunch four of them came back and the next day only three of them were there and by wednesday two were there of the six and we we did keep two people and the other four they gave up on us um it, resumes are not always required especially in the day and age that we're in right now with such an, a low unemployment rate employers are being much more open-minded um, however a resume is simply a tool to garner an interview and so i would I would uh, suggest to you, Kathy, that if should you ever decide to put a resume together, if you decide that you no, wanna, no longer want to do radio, you don't need to put 40 years of experience on your resume. We only <laughs> go back 10 years on a resume. <laughs> okay. So those are the kinds of things. But as Maria said, the keywords, that's why you have to have a resume tailored for every position that you apply for. Because, and again, auto scan systems, if those keywords are not found on that resume, it's going to kick that resume out. Oh. Um, humanize. If humanize are actually re reviewing the resume, they're spending less than seven seconds reviewing the resume. So they're simply looking for those keywords like, is this person someone that has enough background to warrant me bringing them in and talking to them in an interview? Wow. Yeah, and I think resumes have changed over the years from, you know, what they used to be to what they are now. They look entirely different than what it used to be. Rusty, you have a resume? No, I haven't <laughs> needed one. Um, matter of fact, the well, I'm kind of like you. You've been um, so long. Before I came yeah. back here, um, I had four or five different jobs. But once, since I've been here, I've, I've worked at the pilot in here, and that's it. So about 35 years in <laughs> the same place. And I have to say, Rusty and I used to sit with our oh, last yes, names. We did. We yes. hadn't even had lockers next to each other. We did. And in, in, in most of our yeah. classes that we shared, I was the seat in front of Rusty because yeah. of our alphabetical last yeah. names. So, yeah. Yeah. Good seeing you again. It's yeah, it's good seeing you too. Wow. Yeah, the difference between an F and an X is the uh, is the difference between where we were at. But yeah, I remember uh, I met you in junior high because we had lockers right next to each other because they were signed by and then Greg Myers was on on the other yeah so that was yeah very good so um work one do you guys ever like actually have a like a hiring fair where you actually have employers who are desperately seeking and, and they they say hey can you guys help us find some people we do, and that that kind of falls on me to organize with my relationships with the employers. And believe me, I have a spreadsheet on my desktop right now that I am getting ready to plan a community event, but I need to secure the location for the size of employers, the number of employers that I want to invite. So stay tuned on that one. It's it's on the near horizon. 
it's and, and people just need to realize even if you're employed currently but you want to you you want to make more money i, I mean face mm -hmm. it that's really what it comes down to is okay i'm doing this but i want to make more money they can come to you and say you know I need I need something where I'm making more money. It might end up being right there in that same employer's, but you've got to have some more skills, or it might be a you know totally going to a new place. Right. But you can help them out, so they don't have to be unemployed to come to work. One. Oh, absolutely not. Right. Absolutely not. And like, um, say you Lorna has somebody. She'll take a resume into an office. If an employer will call and go, hey, I'm looking for this person. I need this, this, and this. And if we have somebody that's come in and said, hey, I'm looking for this type of work, we'll help you get that resume, and Lorna will walk it in to the employer so you have a heads up before everybody else even, you know, they're going to walk it in, they're going to uh. see yours, and then she can give them, you know, the background story of, you know, and I think that's she does that quite a bit that's helped people, you know, do that. That's just a, a, something else that we offer is that extra step but two um you know we serve veterans that's our number one priority if a veteran walks in the door that's the first person that i mean we really help them because you know we appreciate the veterans mm -hmm. and that's one of the main things but you know that veteran or just somebody that's looking for a new job you know wants a new career but you know so we've got some in businesses will let us have jobs and we have a um, website called indiana career connect which is jobs that are all in the area, the northern part of the state, and employers will um, put their ads on that, and they have to sign up. So would, it's better than like Indeed because these are employers, and they're not going to like send you all kinds of email. They're actual jobs that you know, and a lot of times you can apply right on that jobs website to do that, which I think is you know is extra thing that we have. That's I think that's probably the one thing that's you know a bit different than when I was applying for a job at Penguin Point you know I filled out a little resume I filled out an application and walked in there and gave mm -hmm. it to him but nowadays everything seems to be online most most um, of the time and so even okay I have my resume but it's not like you walk in and hand them your resume anymore it's like you send it on an email to somebody and hope that they take the time to open it up and look at it that's that's where my role comes into play is I have relationships with the hiring managers or the company owners or even economic development people, the mayors, so on and so forth in the communities that I, we serve. But that's where we set ourselves apart because I can generally have a relationship with someone in that company or if I don't, I'm not shy about picking up the phone or knocking on their door and say, hey, this is who I am and, and here's how I can help you. But it's me walking in and, and giving the person a story. And a story I'll share is a number of years ago when we were coming out of the recession and we had more unemployed people than there were jobs available. We had a gentleman that had come in for our services and helped him. And I walked his resume into one of my employer clients and I told his story and he was a highly skilled maintenance technician, which if you've done any kind of research at all, that's one of the, the primary jobs that are needed or need to be filled. And he was working in another county making $12 an hour. Now maintenance technicians and that price just keeps going up easily should be making 20 something plus an hour, even in that timeline. And so anyway, I walked his resume into this employer they interviewed him, they hired him. 
and he more than doubled his hourly pay rate from just making that job change. Wow. And I was at the bank one day and he walks up to me and this is two or three years after he became employed there. And he said, there isn't a day goes by that I don't think of you and I thank you for telling my story and walking my resume in and giving me this job. So that's, you know, as a nonprofit, that makes us feel good that we are really servants of the people and of our community. I think, you know, and that's the thing, sometimes it's that backstory that, you know, you, you go in and you tell an employer, you know, yeah, this is a young man um, who doesn't have a lot of experience, but his family is here and, and it, you know, his parents are disabled or something and they have a, uh, he has a sister who's got a major health issue or whatever. Um, so between the parents not being able to work and trying to take care of the sister, they're, they're relying on his income and you being able to, you know, put that in the employer's ear makes that, that resume or that person stand out a little bit more than the one next to him who's maybe a, a couple of years older, but you think, I think the younger guy will work because his family's relying on him more than somebody a little bit older who's independent and, you know. So it's that other right. story that you share that actually helps. Right. And, and I'll use another example. And, you know, this was probably 10 years ago. We had a client that came in looking for work, and the individual is just covered in tattoos, and mm -hmm. even clear up under his jaw. Yeah. Well, 10 years ago, it wasn't, <laughs> employers weren't nearly as open-minded about that yes. as they are today. And so with the skills that he had, I'd identified an employer client that I wanted to share his information with. And, and I talked to the HR manager. I said, now look, here's the situation. He has all the skills that you're looking for and he can do the job probably with his eyes closed. However, he's covered in tats. And I know your boss is not going to be very receptive to that. So she said, well, let me work on him. And so she had a conversation with her supervisor. They brought him in and interviewed him, hired him. They loved him. But had I not laid that groundwork had, saying. So, yeah. <laughs> if he had just walked in there on his own, would, uh, no way. Da, da, we don't want this guy. Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So that's that's kind of interesting. Um, it, but it does seem like anymore people are more receptive to anything and everything piercings and uh, you know guys that wear nail polish and i mean it's like you know <laughs> you know it's like we're dating people. ourselves kathy yes unfortunately <laughs> you know yeah i you know i am that does bring up something else too we do help um, what they call returning citizens which they have been maybe in jail and had some bad luck we work with them, help them get jobs. We have several employers that we know do that, so you know we can head them that way. So it just kind of helps them get back in the workforce, you know, because they want to, and they come in, and you know we'll sit down with them. Which also we do have computers in our office that people can come in, sit down on those computers, and you know job search or you know just do the Indiana Career Connect thing. But that is another thing that we have a computer that you can come in and use. To do that kind of stuff because some of these people obviously probably can't afford to have a computer at home or internet or, yes or, or even internet at home and anyway. believe it or not people still need to use the fax machine and so um, we do have a fax machine that's operable and we are happy to send 
fax documents wherever they need to go. Again, at no cost. There's no cost for any of our services. Got a uh, question by text here. It says, do you have older people come in looking for a job, say, maybe in their 70s or their 80s? Actually, we do. And Work One has a program. The acronym is, <laughs> we internally call it CSEP, and it's basically for seniors. They have to be individuals that are 55 years and older. Um, they have limited, um, they're limited basically to a minimum wage. But even with that, we, we have placed a number of CSIP individuals. So, yeah. Now, wait a minute. They make minimum wage seven twenty five. I know. That's that's the restriction of the find, program. But can you even find a job that pays seven twenty five anymore? Well, I mean, here's the beauty of it. Work One is actually paying their salary. Oh, my goodness. It's to give that individual an opportunity to right. be a, yeah. a valuable part of the community and give something back mm-hmm. and, in terms of employment. And um, some, it, it's actually to even give them skills maybe maybe train them to do something else but absolutely we're open you know 16 to 116 we're okay with that that's kind of that's kind of interesting and then i know i i i swear i have seen something in the news recently where there's actually some talk if you when you go on um what do you when you turn 65, what is that called when you go on Social, Social Security? Social Security, yes. When you when you retire. Having a senior moment, Kevin. <laughs> yes, and you go on Social Security, <laughs> there's a limit of how much money you can make for the first, like, three years or something it is. Um, but I, I, I think I have seen something where the government has, because there's such a need for people, the government has said, we won't penalize people if they're going back to work because they're actually helping out the employers who, you know, they yeah, they may have retired and, and they, you know, get the, and they may not get all their Social Security, uh, but because you're making more money here. But we're not going to penalize you because you're making more money. Right, right. So, uh, you know, it, it's kind of a hard thing. At, after after three years or whatever, you can make however much you want, I guess. I think it's age 70. It's, okay, okay, but age I 10. think with we the baby boomer generation i think we don't reach full retirement age full benefit social security benefits until we hit 67 so maybe yeah. that's where you're thinking about that three years yeah that's yeah darn it because <laughs> <laughs> i was hoping for it sooner but um but so work one is everywhere in the nation or are you is work one just an indiana thing well, in Indiana, it's called Work One. Okay. We are federally funded from the U.S. Department of Labor. Is how the funds get divvied down to the state, and then the state divvies out to the area regions. Our region is labeled as Region Two, and I mentioned those five counties earlier. Mm-hmm. In Indiana, every region has a Work One representation. So anyone anywhere, and Maria mentioned IndianaCareerConnect.com, which is our our job board. Um, if you post your resume out there, that works two ways. If you're a job seeker and you post your resume to Indiana Career Connect, anybody that has an Indiana Career Connect as far as an employer can look for your resume. They can do a resume search. And likewise, if you're a job seeker, maybe you live in Plymouth, but maybe, or maybe you live in Southern Indiana and you want to live in- You're willing to relocate. And you're willing to relocate. You can find job opportunities on Indiana Career Connect. Now, I think every state has their form of a work one. In Michigan, being our neighbor to the north, it's called Michigan Works. 
oh, in, okay. in Michigan. And I'm not sure what our neighboring Indiana, or I'm sorry, Illinois or Ohio, mm-hmm. I'm not sure what they're calling it. But yeah, it's it's a federally funded program. Okay. Now, am I, am I correct? You guys also can qualify for United Way benefits? Um, maybe if there's some grant application that we might qualify for. I feel like I, feel like I went when I was helping out in United Way, I feel like I went to work one once to visit with them. Um, I was kind of like interviewing them and I felt like work one um, could qualify, you know, qualified for some United Way benefits or whatever. I believe we have received funding in the past from some United Way grants. Yeah. Depending on Mm -hmm. on what you guys do with it. So um, you basically grant money covers everything for you guys. Pretty much. That's I, that's kind of a scary situation too, I guess, because you you just never know is this grant going to last forever or not. Right, and they do change, and that's why I said the the training that Maria talked about. It kind of depends on what training we have available. Depends on what grant funding that we have at that time. I think we have new funding coming in July. Right now, most of it is kind of in hold, but J- July should be more funding and we're not sure yet what that training will be i'm really interested though that i mean you can help somebody from basically from the walking in and saying you know i need a job and it could be as you said somebody who just recently was released from prison or jail and and they've got to get back in the workforce and you can help them with the resume with the training and and getting them into the workforce again i think that's pretty amazing yeah and we do some um, with um, people with disabilities we've got a gal that does all that kind of stuff that we call it ticket to work so there so people who have limitations on on the kind of jobs they can do or what they can do Mm -hmm. um and see that's with disabilities i don't think regular employers sometimes it's like what are you what do you mean you can't stand up for eight hours and you know, run this computer or this machine or whatever. Um, but through work one, you can say, look, they, they've got the ability to do this, but they got to have a chair. Yeah, it, it could know, be a very things. simple accommodation. I yeah. think sometimes employers think that with the America's Disabilities Act that they have to make all these extremely yes. extensive, expensive modifications for someone who may not be as able-bodied. And that may not be the case at all. And as Maria said, we actually have someone dedicated to working with that population that can help have that dialogue with the employer. Like, no, 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 they don't need all that. They only need this. Mm-hmm. And and given the, the 2.3% unemployment rate that we have here in Marshall County, um, I think employers, again, it there's some responsibility on the employers as well to be open-minded about individuals that either have made bad choices and they've landed themselves in jail at some point and being open to looking at that reentry population. It could be um, looking at people that are maybe labeled as disabled, but really have minor disabilities that very easily could be in the workforce. Or looking at those people who have all those tattoos up and down there, you know, it's right. Like, right. It's just, look past the tattoos because they're able-bodied and they want to work and right and we need workers um I, i'm sure you've got a list a mile long of of job of openings right now well each week on mondays robin our gal puts out a job packet 
and it changes each week and in the front of the job pack she'll put um, different tips on how to interview or what to put in the resume and that's every week if you want to stop in and get that and then sit down and talk with us but that is a weekly thing and it has Indiana Career Connect jobs and then other ones if an employer calls us so it's a very helpful tool so people can actually stop and pick that up and mm -hmm. take it with them and see what jobs are right. available oh, because obviously I mean there's some people that you know they 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 have some skills um so they can figure out what job but it, i almost feel like it's almost better that, that you know they sit down with you guys and get the full story i know okay i'm just gonna yesterday afternoon watched out in front as you know i don't three or four guys were digging holes out here to put in the internet stuff and they were here for hours. I mean, I we left at eight o'clock, and they were still here working, in in the hole, and it was hot outside. And it's like, so you know, if they wanted to find a better job, I don't know what you put in there. Well, I know how to dig holes in the dirt. You know how that translates into a, an interior job where maybe there it's a job that has air conditioning. We, would be we can really help with that right. transition if they, <laughs> right. they so or, choose. Yeah, even like Robin's, some of her classes, she'll, you know, do one on computer basics, one on keyboarding, you know, that some people don't have those computer yeah. skills. And, and she, you know, will show you how to do that and how to do some stuff on the Internet. So, I mean, and they're all free, the classes that she has. And sometimes she can do them Zoom, but, you know, a lot of them she does here at the Plymouth Library in Warsaw in their library and then in our work one office in Rochester she'll hold those there and um, th that comes out monthly it changes every month so you know that is something else too but a lot of people will come into the office and are like I'm not sure how I can type very well right well we've got like there's an app for that we've got a class for that and it's and it's free and Robin is a very good instructor I mean you know and then a lot of times you know you'll say yeah I need help with just this part of word and she'll help you with that part. But just even the keyboarding and computer basics is a lot of, I, since I started at work one, people really need that. Uh, it's amazing. This, like I know exactly how to do what I need to do for my job on Word. But I'll tell you the other day, my husband was trying to type out there and he goes, how do I set the margin? I said, what are you talking about? I said, mine are all, always there. It's just right there ready to go. I, I, could, I could not figure out how to go where to go and set the margins for him. We'll leave this job lead packet with you that has our calendar attached to the back and just go across the street to the library and, and, and Robin will just take care of that little issue for you. You know, and you got to think about it, though. People in their, I would say in their 50s, we did not grow up with computers. So even, I mean, I think most guys and girls took a basic typing course. But you were you were sixteen or seventeen years old, and you got out of high school, and you haven't typed since then. I mean, it's a whole new learning curve um, to go back, and uh, computers can be scary for them. So, it's nice that you offer some assistance to help those people out to figure that out. And like me, I could figure out how to set the margins on work. There you go. <laughs> Something so easy. But well, I wanted to put a shout out. And when Maria was mentioning grants, um, we actually have a grant available. 
It's kind of a pilot program for basically the mom and pop shops, um, employers that employ less than 25 employees. There might be some funding for them to do some some hiring and some skilling up of workforce or training some workforce. So again, if any employers listening and they meet that criteria, just reach out and we'll see if we can get you connected and maybe help you offset some of that training expense. This just popped into my head and I don't even know. I mean, basically, I think of work one and I think of the industrial field, going to work in factories, that kind of stuff. Do you work with, I'll say, retail businesses or restaurants um, that that need a line cook or somebody that just needs a cashier? You know, do you work on those lower jobs, too, or are you basically for the factories? There is no minimum. We work within every sector that you can imagine. And we are not a temporary staffing agency. I think some people may think that about us, but we do exist. Our, our ultimate mission is actually to help people secure employment. Um, but I have had in Rochester, I've had an employer, a, a farmer call me and saying, hey, oh. I need my I need my pig barn cleaned out. Can you find somebody to come in for a couple of days and do that? And I've actually connected somebody wow. with that. So, yeah, I mean, it, it can be it's any spectrum that you can think of. We work with all jobs of all types. Wow. Yeah, our little logo that I brought in it says the Work One Center is the heart of the workforce development system. It's where Work One staffs help you find a new job or a better job, choose a career access training, or get the information needed to succeed in today's job market. And visit our local Work One because we are a one-stop shop, but we have all of that that people don't know. But, the, yeah. you know, that is it's nice because, you know, it's free. And that was another thing, too, was I want to say this a million times. We are at 200 Liberty Street in the old Lincoln Junior <laughs> High because we have so many people who will call us and go, hey, where are you? I'm at Key Bank. Well, we're not. We're in the old Lincoln Junior High, and we're here to help. But, you know, but we do all that stuff that people don't know. That's what we do. Very good. I, I, and, yeah, and I did not know that you guys were over there at the Junior High. Last time I knew, you were out there by tips and toes, you know, the <laughs> nail place or whatever. It's like, so, yeah, I, I guess I need to pay more attention to what's going on around me. But you are, are definitely the like one of the best kept hidden secrets i think in this county and people need to check it out um do you guys have an online presence so that people can go online and get some information they would go to the indiana career connect or she's talking social media yes right that's right lana has a stuff on you could go to um we have a facebook account we have a twitter account okay we have that's true we have all of those yes okay So they, they, you can look them up that way, too. Right. And uh, check it out. But uh, go over to the junior high, the old junior high building, Monday, Wednesday, or Thursday. That's 8 right. 8 to 4.30. That's right. And check it. Don't go at 4.30. Go at least at 4 o'clock. So you have a little bit of time. <laughs> and we have limited staff. So if you can stay yeah. away from the lunch hours sometimes, <laughs> that wouldn't be all bad either. Yeah, we have that, too, here. So, But I, that's true, too. We don't close for lunch. I mean, somebody's always in there to right. help. Oh, wow. Or a lot of times pieces will close, like, for lunch. but We do. Yeah. I put a sign in the window. Sorry. <laughs> close for lunch as we run out to grab a sandwich somewhere and come back here. But, yep, exactly. But that's yeah. nice that you guys are still open. Yeah. I think you guys are, are really something that people need to take advantage of you're there 
you want people to come. We do. We do. Uh, about how many clients at any one time are you working with? Uh, that all depends. If you want to talk about back in the recession years, you may recall even on the area news, you would see lines wrapped around the work one offices. Now, that is certainly not the situation that we're in today. Um, it, it just depends because our clients can vary from we have training customers and we have job seeker customers, we have employer customers. It, it, there's no way to put a, a hard and fast number on that. Okay. But there's jobs out there, folks. And if you want a better job or you want to move up in your current job, but you need some training, this is a place where you can come and find out about maybe getting that training. That's right. Or like we had um, a friend of mine works at an office here in town and she needed help with the word so even if you're having trouble with that you can come to one of those classes you don't have to be looking for a job or on unemployment or anything you can just take one of these classes like say jim needed help on that jim mm -hmm. can come take word <laughs> that <laughs> would excel. probably be good good for him <laughs> excel i have not even tackled so you know that's that in my case i've been here this is what they told me to do i use this and i don't use anything else and so when something comes to me in a different format, I'm like, ah, what am I going to do? And you wouldn't believe the stuff I finagle around to make work for me sometimes. Well, but if you get stumped, we'll connect you with Robin, and she could probably walk you through it. Uh, yeah. I, I got a feeling, yes, there's probably some easier ways to do what I've been doing all these years. I just need to check out Work One and find out. There you go. Well, I want to thank you guys for coming and spending time with us this morning. Well, thank, thank you for inviting us. us. And and if somebody is looking for a job right now, there there are jobs available and Work One can actually set you up with an employer and maybe actually let that employer know a little bit about you that would set you, you know, head and shoulders above the other people. Agreed. So, you know, anybody can use that little bit of extra help once in a while. Well, too, then, like Lauren mentioned, we're not like a temp agency. We're not going to, you know, like help you temporarily. We're there to help and we're going to get you the high, the job right or help you get that job and not have to, you know, be 90 day, you know, and then get hired on by that company. I mean, you know, we're not. Then I think that's a big thing. It really depends on what the job seeker wants. If they are looking just for some short-term employment and they do want to work in a temporary situation, I have relationships with temporary staffing agencies as well, and we can make that happen too. But if they're looking for a direct hire opportunity, there are lots of those out there right now. Very good. Very good. I, I'm, I'm impressed. Thank you guys for spending time with us. It's been interesting. Thank you. Well, thank, thank you for having us. Yeah. We needed this. <laughs> so people could know we were here because we have so many people that can't find us. Yeah. And I yeah. think, you know. Yeah. They need to put up something, a, a, a big sign thing in the yard somehow that lists what's in the building there. Because I there are multiple organizations operating out of that building now. But I don't know that there's even a, a sign location I can't speak to that, but I think yeah. there may be something about it being a historical building might be an well, issue. I we'll don't know. That's, we'll make that's the sign up. look historical. That's above our pay grade, so <laughs> no. I, I can't answer that. We'll yeah. have Abe Lincoln standing out there holding a sign there you go. that says these are the organizations that are inside the building. Yeah. Very but, good. There you go. Well, thank you guys again. We appreciate your time. Thank you. Well, thank you.
All right, we have a break to take. So All right. Why don't we take it? Sounds good. When you want to know what's going on in Marshall County, just reach for the Pilot News. Local government, people, and places. Since 1851, the Pilot News has been Marshall County's only daily local newspaper. So when you want to know what's happening around town, pick up the Pilot News. Call 936-3101 today and have everything in Marshall County delivered to your doorstep. The Pilot News. At Co-Alliance Propane, we treat our customers like neighbors because it's exactly what we are. Co-Alliance isn't some company across the country. We're across the county. We work, play, and live right here in Marshall County with programs like Summer Fill, Budget, and Fixed Price. You can choose the program that works best for you. Visit co-alliancepropane.com for more details, including 50 free gallon offers for new and existing customers. Co-Alliance Propane, seriously local. Dial 574-936-4096 or text 574-307-6647 and be a part of the show. Now let's get back to What's Your Opinion on WTCA in Plymouth, Indiana. And we're back. The heat is on today, actually, Rusty. Yes, it is. It is already 76 degrees outside. Is that what you got? Because I thought yep. I had warmer than that. I've got 81. I, my computer says 76. Mine says 81. What's the matter with my computer? Well, it's I need probably to go in work the air one and have somebody help me. Well, well, it's supposed to be what is what is it? The outside temperature. It well, maybe maybe the computer itself turned its, it's air conditioning. Feeling the air conditioning? Yeah. I don't. I yeah. don't know. Yes. Um. Yeah, my phone says 81 outside. There you go. Um, so, you know, that's one thing, folks. It, it This is going to be one of our first hot days out there. We're, we could get up close to 90, can't we, today? Is that what it is? 88. Okay. Um, so if you have to be outside working, make sure you drink plenty of fluids. You know, get into the shade a little bit every once in a while so that you can kind of cool down your body a little bit. Yeah. Less. For those people that are working outside, it's going to be kind of a tough day today. That we haven't see this is the last thing that happened too. Spring just like disappears, and we just basically it seems like goes from winter to fall, winter to summer, with no no real spring in between. Well, I'm not enormously upset about that. If you want me to be honest, I uh, I don't miss. I like spring snow to my ankles and uh, yeah, but I like. I like spring where, you know, it's 65 and then it moves up to 70. Yeah. And it doesn't, like, jump to almost 90 overnight. Yeah. You know, you should be able to, in May, live without the air conditioner. Yeah. 
Don't care. But it's I'm running. more than happy. But it's running today. To 90. I'm okay with that. I'm I'm fine with that. Well, I'm glad you are. I'm warm again. That's all that matters. Okay. Yep. Well, what matters is we got to get out of here. Oh, yeah, we do. Um, we uh, do not have any birthdays today. Aww. We've got some coming up, so make sure you get your birthday in here. We will wish you happy birthday. You'll be eligible for four cupcakes from Lanzer Cafe, also free small drink from the Coffee Lodge, and a bouquet of flowers from Cashin Creek. So make sure you get your name in here and be eligible for that. Also for anniversaries. If you got married in May, tell us, and you will be eligible for 50 bucks at the end of the month when we draw for that prize from Deaton Clemens Van Gilder Funeral Home. Yeah, so, definitely. So uh, make sure you let us know. Now it's time for Trading Post and for sale. Four multi-miles, 245-75R16 tires. They want 350 bucks. Uh, call 574-935-9208. That's 574-935-9208. Uh, we have a flea market garage sale going on tomorrow is when it starts. Uh, tomorrow and uh, Friday, 9 to 5, Centennial Park Horse Barn. Seven families. Literally everything you could imagine. Uh, just everything you could imagine. Jumper cables, rods and reels. Sunglasses, glassware, wow. just a hundred long burger baskets. Holy moly! So, anything you could want going to be there. Uh, that's the flea market at the Horse Barn, Centennial Park. Also have a Plymouth V-neck windbreaker. It's men's large, ten bucks, and uh, freezer boxes, three quart with lids, four pint and a half with lids, and five pints. Um, they want a dollar each for those. So if you are interested in either of those, 574-936-6809. That is the trading post. Don't forget the menu at the Elks Lodge tonight. Fish basket, Swiss steak, tenderloin, all available for you to hmm. consume. Got to work a ball game tonight yeah. on this end, so that well, might not be a bad thing. And they have uh, they, they are serving from 5 to 7. Uh, carryouts are available. Hey, carryouts are available. You could have one delivered down at the ballpark. Oh. Oh, wait a minute. You'd have to deliver it to Goshen. Sorry. Oh, That's darn. where I'm at tonight. You're going to Goshen. Yeah, I'm going okay. to Goshen. So, anyway. so we do have baseball tonight. Should be on the air by 530. I'm hoping, yeah. yeah a little bit before 530. Maybe. Uh, yeah, well, it's Goshen. And we're going there. And I remember one year, I think it was 6.30 before we got started. But, 6.30? Yeah, because we had a little trouble um, navigating the... Uh, Do you know where it was? No, that? not that. It was that literally every road that led to Goshen that year was under major construction. <laughs> and I thought I was not going to get on the air on time because I didn't get there till like almost a quarter to six i beat the team by almost a half an hour so uh, yeah it was a uh, and then you got to goshen and there was construction on all the roads there so it was uh, <laughs> it was a nightmare night nightmare 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 you Woo. can see yourself in the night uh anyway that's that's that so uh game tonight 5 30 hopefully start time and we'll be on the air nate's gonna be with me again cool um because Braden's out basketballing 
Okay. Yeah. yeah. Coaches and wanting to be with their teams when they practice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, what's right. that all about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. All right. That's Very what good. I got. All right, everybody. Have a great day. Uh, tomorrow. We have. Yes. Take a guess. The museum. Come on, Kathy. Oh, looking back, moving yes. forward with the Marshall County Museum. They will be here. They have a new social media person or whatever, so I got yeah. a feeling that we might possibly be meeting somebody new tomorrow, but I'm not sure. Very good. So we'll see what happens. All right. We'll see who comes. That's it for us. Have yourselves a great day. We'll be back tomorrow at 9. Independent.